Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. So here we are, another beautiful Sunday morning. It's not a bazillion degrees outside today. Starting to feel a little ripped off there for a while. So dang hot. Now that Jeremy's here, we can start. (laughs) All right, well, let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for your word to us. Uh, And you have blessed us abundantly. God, you've kept us and watched over us. God, when we've needed you to change things in our lives, you changed them. God, when we've needed you to bring us through, you brought us through. When we needed answers, you brought us answers. And God, we just pray that today you would plant your word inside of us, that you teach us and minister to us, God, as only you can. And that this word would be planted in us, that you would water it and bring the increase. God, we pray and ask it in your righteous holy name. God, I just I pray that you would say what you want to say today. Lord God, make these uh, these things that you're saying plain. And I just pray it and ask it in your righteous name. Amen and amen. Go through to Psalm 25. So, I want to talk a little bit this morning about uh, about the fear of the Lord and and how that relates to uh, hearing His voice and, and how the how the two are tied together. Um, so, let me find a good place to start. Well, you know, it's also good. I suppose might as well just start with one, huh? Okay. All right. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed that transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation, and on thee do I wait all the day. That's just good stuff. I mean, that's kind of a... ought to start out every day praying like that. Let's see, where was I? I remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he will teach sinners in the way. And that's good news. Because don't we all start there? (laughs) And, uh, you know, um, I know I'm one of those people that I don't like to learn something new. Particularly, I don't like to do something new. Um, I suppose I come by it honestly. My parents uh, had this massive library of movies, most of them still in the cellophane. And 
It would, and I used to give my dad a hard time because every time he would watch a movie, it was like one of like five or six movies. Every time. I was like, you've seen this a thousand times. And he's like, I know, it's a really good movie. And then I grew up, and guess what I did? <laughs> same thing. Same, same thing. And, uh, um, you know... So if you've ever had little kids that like to watch the same show over and over again, this is what happens when they they grow up. But um, but no, um, you know we, uh, you know I think it's kind of human nature to be, you know, at least for a lot of people, to kind of be reluctant to get into something that they're not sure they're gonna, you're not gonna do well at. It's like, well, I don't know if I really want to try this because, you know, what if I look stupid and because I don't know how to do it or or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's like how how people will say, well, you know, I need to, you know, they feel like they need to get their stuff together before they come to church. It's like, no, just, you know, God will get your stuff together. Just show up, you know. Um, and it's precious because He does teach sinners in the way. There's nothing like going somewhere where everybody else knows what they're doing and everybody else knows everybody and and all that and then you show up like the new guy. You know, um our our business coach wanted us to like set up this meeting of all these like commercial facility managers and property managers and stuff and like like do like a monthly lunch for them. Sounds like a great idea except for made my palms sweat just thinking about it. You know, and, and Mike and I are talking about like you know being the the kid in junior high that throws the birthday party that nobody comes to, and and, uh, and how much fun that would be. Um, but uh, um, but it's funny because you know, God He does teach us, He teaches us the things that we need to know. He 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 teaches us one bit at a time, and. You know, back in the day, they had the one-room schoolhouses, and so it's like you, you know, you're like teaching little kids and you know older kids all at the same time. And God does that, and I don't know how He does that, but it's like every time we show up, you know, He's got things uh, for us. That no matter what maturity level we're at, no matter where we're at, that He's dealing with us, He's got something for us. Um, it's funny when I came here. I remember like thinking everybody seemed so perfect and put together. And then, and then I was the big loser, and and then I, after I was here for a while, I realized we were all big losers. <laughs> no. Let me rescind that statement. Uh, no, I, I realized that if I could use a phrase that my guys used, that that we were all a bunch of hot messes. So, um, no, you know, we all have stuff in our life that needs fixed from time to time and God gets in there and he fixes it and uh, so uh, that's a precious thing that he does that good and upright is the Lord therefore he will teach sinners in the way the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way Uh, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies and I like that because it kind of goes back to sowing and reaping because if you're keeping his covenant and his testimonies, then you would be sowing mercy, and you'd be, uh, you know, sowing that that telling of the truth. And it's not always easy telling people the truth. Sometimes it's easier to just kind of pat them on the head and nod and smile along, you know, or 
or to tell them what they'd like to hear. That's always easier. But it doesn't do anybody any good. You, know, you have to, uh, you know, I, I can't think of a time that I ever went to the doctor that I hoped they would just tell me, oh, everything's good, you're good. You know, it's like, well, actually, I stumbled in here because I was dying. Um, I was kind of hoping you would tell me what's going on here. So I remember when I had pneumonia, I, I was afraid I wouldn't die. And the, the the doctor's office was all glass on the front. And it was late afternoon, the sun had just been beating in through that glass for a while. So the waiting room was like 90 degrees. And I had a fever, of course. And uh, I just I just wished I was dead. And then when I finally get back there, and the lady's like going to test me for all this stuff, and I sneezed in her face. And she, I, I was like, here, let me share with you. But uh, she was really cool about it, though. It was awesome. But uh, you know, I didn't want her to just be like, oh no, I can't. You know, you look great. Everything's fine. You know, it's like I, I was, you know, it's like give me one of those little orange bottles of something that will make me feel better. And the stuff they gave me didn't make me feel better necessarily, but. Um, at least by the time I started feeling better, my pneumonia symptoms were all kind of uh, fading away. Then I really wanted to stop taking it because it also made me depressed and anxious. But either that or just sitting on the couch for two weeks. But um, but no, you know, I wanted to find out. You no, know, tell me what's going on here. You know, and and that's what we do in life. You know, is you know the Bible called Jesus uh, the Counselor. And so we go to him because we want to find out what's what's going on here. Talk to me about what's going on in my life. And um, we uh, we're so isolated socially in our society now, and we're so we we so have we have these such superficial relationships with people that it's just easier to just. We, we kind of hope that, that it's just going to be some kind of pat answer and we can just move on because otherwise we might have to have an uncomfortable conversation that we'd rather not have. And uh, I find that uncomfortable conversations are a lot like taking a Band-Aid off of your leg <laughs> or your forearm or somewhere like that where it's really going to be unpleasant. You just have to tear it off. And, and it's actually not so bad once you do. Um but like I said, this you know this verse, you know I have it underlined in my Bible. It makes me think of, of sowing and reaping. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep His covenant and His testimonies. For Thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it's great. What man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. And uh, you know, the great thing about fearing God is. Uh, is the sense of listening that comes with it, you know? Because if you, you know, I mean, there's there's different types of fear, of course, and 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 different things that they they use uh, in the throughout the the Bible to talk about fearing God. But a lot of it comes down to reverence, and and if you if you have reverence for someone, then the things that they say have value to you, and you, you listen to them, and and not only do you listen to them, but you heed them. And 
And it's interesting because he said, that, you know, what man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. So uh, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, and uh, I like the the marginal reading of that verse says that uh, the fear of the Lord is the principal part of wisdom. So it's the very, very basic building block of wisdom would be fearing God. Having a reverence for Him and an understanding that that uh, that, that He's to be obeyed and, and to be listened to. Uh, and that, that in, and I like what this verse says because when you when you fear God, then it lets you can become a student of the things that He has to say, which is entirely different than the the uh, the, the way that we often think of fear. Yeah. Because you know teachers don't shout, at least not if they're any good at teaching you anything. Uh, because I don't know about you, but if somebody starts raising their voice at me, uh, I I typically I kind of tense up and and I'm still listening to what they're saying, but I'm I'm ready to argue with them, not listen to them, you know, not not hear what they have to say. And uh, uh, I've had a few really fun conversations with people like that. Uh, at work lately, but uh, um, you know, there's it's not um, it doesn't fix anything, and you don't really get anywhere when when you're just pushing against each other. Um, but it's precious because when you when you know that God uh, will teach you, and and you listen to the things that He has to say, it really does bring a lot of, of wisdom. And, uh, verse 13, his soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. I'm good with that. Okay, so this is actually where I was going the whole time. So everything else was free. Insert a quarter here to continue. Uh, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. And This is such a great word, secret. Because it, it doesn't necessarily mean secret in the in the way that we that we would use the word secret. You know, if you have a secret, you know, you're gonna you know, whisper in somebody's ear. You know, hopefully you had a breath mint or some gum, and and you're gonna tell them something that is you know for your ears only. Um, and there is a, a sense of that in this word, but it it means like a familiar, intimate kind of counsel. Um, uh, or a conversation. It, it actually even uh, has with it this sense of, of like of comfort. And uh, but if you want to just take the word secret, even at the way that we use it, you know, it's like so. What's the secret to doing X, Y, and Z? Or it's like you meet somebody that's an expert at something that they do, and they're just amazing at it. It's like, what's your secret? How did you learn to do that? And um, and so it says here that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. Because if you fear Him, then you pay attention to the things that He has to say. And it, and it inform, the Word of God then informs your decision making. And the reason that I, uh, I wanted to tie this together with the, the voice of God is because, uh, like I said, this Word is talking about uh, counsel and conversation and and uh and it it's funny how sometimes 
we, we, you know, we, we've been talking around here lately about how the, the church as a whole doesn't really fear God, uh, at least not at the level that we should. And um, uh, so a lot of that comes back to um, that sense of walking with him, getting in his word, and, and, and getting to know him and finding out how he does things. Uh, because certainly uh, a really, you know, my, my children learned the fear of me by me teaching them and then not them not necessarily catching the lesson the first time around or the sixth time around. And, you know, eventually we had a more serious conversation and uh, or otherwise. And but that really does bring that sense of fear and it's a healthy kind of fear you know and uh so you know if if i came in the room and my kids were like you know hiding behind the couch because they didn't they hoped i didn't see them that would be something entirely different um but you know it's like you know i come in and unless they're in the middle of a video game they're always like dad they'll like tackle me you know a lot of times when I come home from work, that's right about the time they've got all their stuff done and they're playing games or whatever. And it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. And then once they emerge from their digital sedation, they're like, Dad, how you doing? <laughs> you know. But, uh, um, so, you know, so God doesn't expect us to, you know, walk around trembling like, oh, I'm going to get it. You know, that's not what he's talking about, about the fear of the Lord. But the fear of the Lord should have this sense of reverence of, you know, I really have to obey him. I really have to take seriously what he says and I have to apply it. And and if I don't, uh, then we're going to have to have another conversation about this. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to have another conversation about this. And then I, I don't really like what happens after that. Um, uh, you know, when I, I talk to our customers about you know how we're gonna how we're gonna do such a good job for them and all this stuff, and I tell them we have this little walkthrough sheet that lists out the common most common issues you're gonna have on any job, and they have to go through and sign off on this sheet that they have checked this job and that none of those issues are present that it meets our standards, and then they do the walkthrough with the customer, and uh, and what I tell them is you know this is about Making sure that um, that you know they're they're people they're going to miss a few things but they that they've met our standard and then you're you're probably going to find a couple things they'll fix them right then but it uh, it makes sure that they do a good job because on Monday morning at the staff meeting if they signed off that everything is good and then they have this big humongous punch list of stuff then they're going to have to explain in front of everybody else in all their peers and their boss why they had a humongous punch list. Nobody wants that. And uh, so the sense of listening to the things that God says and and doing it is like that. You know, nobody wants to, uh, to get, nobody likes getting called out in private or public for that matter. Public is way worse, I think. But... Uh, um, and you know, and that's what God talks about in his, in his word. He talks about you know if you if you have an issue with somebody, you know, deal with it in private. You know, that's definitely the easiest way to do it. And then if that's not working, then you deal with it. You know, bring somebody else with you. If that's not working, then you you bring it to the church. 
and and that's the place where we all start getting the uh, you know the butterflies and the grumbly tummy. It's like oh man, jelly legs and all that. Um, so, but the great thing is, is the fear of the Lord really kind of bypasses all that, you know, because cause God can talk to you about something, and uh, and He can say, well, yeah, but, and then, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I was, it's like there there should be like a character in the Bible, Yabadai. It's like, it's like, and and the word of the Lord came to Yabadai. And he was in complete agreement with the word. Then said, "Yeah, but I did this, and, and yeah, but I was thinking this." And so, <laughs> yes, no, sorry. That came to me at breakfast this morning, and I was like, "That's either that's either going to be really stupid or really funny." So I appreciate you all laughing, because otherwise I'd have been standing here like, "Dang." But but we do that sometimes, don't we? Somebody calls you out on something, it's like, well, yeah, but I... And, and when you listen to that, it's like, well, yeah. But I... It's like, so I'm, I'm agreeing with you that, no, you're right. Because we all have the same standard, right? It's like, we, we have our little, our little checklist here before we do the walkthrough. And we... So, if we don't sign off, on, if we've signed off that everything is good and then someone calls us out on it, it's like, well, actually, you know, like item number four here says that there's not going to be any blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, but I... And then you know, suddenly everybody's putting their feet up because they don't want to step in anything. You know, and... <laughs> you know, so... But we do that. You know, we, we, we justify things sometimes and try and explain away why we did something or why we said something or or why we do what we do when it contradicts what God tells us to do. And so, you know, the great thing about the voice of God is that we make it really spooky and and really mystical and you know, and I'm not saying that God can't just talk to you and say, hey, you know, so-and-so is dealing with X, Y, and Z. Go tell them this. Because that happens, you know. Or or God will just tell you, hey, you, you should not go over there today. You know, that, that kind of thing happens. Yeah. But, you know, in, uh, uh, in the book of John, God described himself as his word. Because he said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the great thing is... We have the voice. And so the more you get your nose in the book, the more you learn the voice. And the easier it is to hear him talking to you because the Bible says that the Holy Ghost will bring to your remembrance everything that he said to you. And so you put it in there and you put it in there and you put it in there and then one day you're just kind of tootling along doing your own thing and this verse pops up completely unbidden in your mind. The voice of God. And he's talking to you. And and so suddenly you realize, oh. You know, because of course in the book of Hebrews, we, we all love the... And go with me over there. I'm going to read that. In Hebrews 4. Um, 
you know, we like to, uh, you know, 412 is one of those great words or great verses that is a great kind of verse you can cherry pick uh, without really doing any damage to the context of, of what he's talking about. But when you do put it in the context of what he's saying here, it's really precious. Because in verse 11, he says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And we talked about that, I don't know, like a month ago or something. Uh, And that word unbelief means unpersuadable. Because, of course, we should be persuaded by the Word of God, by the things that he says. Uh, For the Word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. The joints and the marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So, you know, for me, I always kind of use this verse as this is my uh, this is my little checkpoint, Charlie, for the, all the voices. It's like, okay, so does it match up with what the Word of God says? Does this line up with with what I know about the Word of God? Yes, no, okay. Well, then we're gonna you know deal with it accordingly. Uh, but it's interesting here, too, because he's talking about this. He connects it with the sense of entering into rest, in, into uh, into uh, obedience, because these guys didn't enter in because of unbelief, but it was, it was also this sense of disobedience because God told them, you're going to go in, you're going to... Uh, you're going to destroy the the inhabitants of the land that I'm going to give you this land, and they were unpersuadable that that was possible, and and so that so of course that sense of unbelief they they heard the word of God, they heard what God said to them, but they they didn't accept it. They didn't fear Him enough to to think that to to believe to decide that okay, well I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do this then. There's nothing like somebody that makes you puts you in a place where you have to get out of your comfort zone, and you know you're going to have to do something about it because you know I think we like to kind of stay in our comfort zones, and that was one of the reasons Mike and I hired a business coach because we needed somebody to prod us and poke us and push us a little bit, and, and yeah, <laughs> and there are some times that it's like stop it, it's like, stop pushing on me, you know. But there was lots of times I'd get off the phone with him and think, oh, I'm going to have to at least make a pass at this, and I would rather slam my head in the car door. You know, but sometimes that you know, but that's good for you, and and you grow that way. You know, and so sometimes uh, our sense of wanting to do what we want to do versus what the Bible says to do is just like that. You know, and so there's lots of times like, well, I'd really like to do. Like I'd, I'd love to just punch brother so and so in the face. Oh, that'd be great. Make me feel so good, you know. But then the Word of God says, well, actually, no. It's like if you if you uh, if you're angry with your brother without a cause, then you've murdered them. And so so then you kind of have to decide. Okay, so am I gonna am I gonna do that? Am I gonna go with what the Word of God says, or am I gonna do with what I want to do? And so that that fear of the Lord would tell you, I'm gonna go with what God says because. Besides that, if I hit, if I don't hit brother so and so hard enough, he's probably going to hit me back. <laughs> and and maybe brother so and so has some big brothers, or or maybe he has a really feisty sister, you know. And 
the, the fear of getting beat up by a girl should outweigh everything else. But... <laughs> Now, I, I, uh, uh, I had this guy that uh, abused me in high school, and uh, it kind of spread throughout the school as the day went on that this stuff was going on amongst the students and everything, and I was just going to let it go and, and not, not make any waves. This guy like choked me until I passed out, fell out of my chair, and, and I was just going to just kind of, eh, I didn't, I didn't want to make it worse, you know, and... Uh, there was this uh, young lady in one of my classes that uh, um, she found out about it. She was like, yeah, well, you're going to go to the office and talk, tell them about it, right? And I was like, well, no, because I'd really rather not stir this up any worse than it already is. And she said, well, if you don't, I'm going to. And, then, and so suddenly I see, it's like, oh, so now Greg needs the, you know, needs the little girl to fight his battles for him and... Go go tell the big bad principal. You know, we uh, we all affectionately called the assistant principal Vlad the Impaler back in the day. And, uh, um, so um, you know, I didn't I didn't really want her going to Vlad and telling her all about it. So telling him all about it. So yeah, then I ended up dealing with it that way because I didn't want a girl fighting my battles for me. But anyway, uh, so the. The the precious thing about hearing the the voice of God is it you have to know His word you have to get into His word and um, you know at the beginning of John or I mean I'm sorry the beginning of Revelation and Jesus talks to him and and of course and of course John falls down like a dead man because he recognizes the voice and he sees him you know looking through him. Then you fast forward to Revelation 19, and and this voice is talking to him and telling him all this stuff as you know all these things. These are the true sayings of God. And he said, and I and I I fell down on my face and worshipped him. And he and he said, nope, nope, get up, because I'm I'm I also share in the testimony of Jesus Christ that he's not. So it wouldn't be him. But John heard something in that voice that he recognized as the voice of God. And so that's the great thing about the voice of God is it doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like you. It, it could sound like anybody. It's what, it's what is the voice saying? And, um, and, and what's coming with this voice? Because you know, we get all kinds of voices that have to do with condemnation and upsetness and all kinds of things. You know, when, when God talks to us, even if he's confronting us, there's this... There's a sense of uh, you know, peace that comes with it because because uh, there's there's this entreating nature to it, and and it's really neat when you read in the prophets. Um, I think actually I think it was in Nehemiah. He's talking about how I sent the prophets to you, you know, rising up early, you know, day after day, and talking to you, and and you you pulled away the shoulder and hardened your neck, and that's such an interesting. Uh, way to put it, you know, because if, if you're putting your hand on somebody's shoulder, you're usually saying, hey, let's talk about this, you know, it's like, don't walk away, you know, let's, let's deal with this, so if you're pulling your shoulder away, it's like, no, don't touch me, we're, we're done talking about this, and uh, so, 
you know, the, the funny thing is, is, is God talks to us about things. And, and so then we, uh, whether, whether we're reading along in his word or somebody talks to us, and then we have to do something with it. You know, and so we can yabadai or we can do something with it. I was talking with somebody the other day and they're like, well, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like I, I've, you know, I've, I've done X, Y, and Z that, that, you know, it's hurt so and so and so forth. And I was like, yeah, but when God called you on it, you repented. It's like you, you moved on from it and you made it right. You turned your back on it. You know, you didn't say, yeah, but I just whatever, because that doesn't work. Uh, you know, I remember this time, you know, and, the, and the, the greatest thing is, too, is when the longer you ignore what God's telling you, then the the harder and harder it's going to be to hear what he has to say to you. And then he's going to send his voice to you from less and less of an easy place to hear it from. And, uh, you know, I remember this time years and years ago. Um I just had continuously been talking against this person that got on my nerves. And, you know, nothing, it was nothing serious that they did. It was just they got on my nerves and I, I was better than them and I found all kinds of fault with them. And I knew better, but that's what I did. And every time I would read across these things in the Word of God that told me you can't do that, then I became Yabadai and just kept on my way, doing my thing. And, uh, eventually, Somebody called me out on it in front of a whole bunch of people when I was in the middle of this big rambling diatribe about what a loser this person was, and and I had to do something with it. And uh, you know, it was somebody I didn't particularly want to hear it from, especially not in front of all these other people. But I recognized it was the voice of God because I had not been listening to it, reading along in black and white or red and white, as it were. And uh, and so God brought brought me somebody with some skin on to say, hey, you can't do that. And uh, and you know what? I heard it. I listened to it, and and I I was done with that because I, I recognized, okay, now I'm in this place where I've not been hearing what God said before, and so now He's He's talking about it again, and it would be better to just stop here because I don't I I don't want to really get into what happens next. And and so that's a really great thing that God teaches us. So uh, I just I love that verse in Psalms because he talks because it talks about it this the secret of the Lord being with them that fear him. You know, because uh we sometimes we, we make our life so much more difficult than it has to be, so much more dramatic than it has to be because we want to, we want to do it the way we want to do it. We want to fuss about whatever we want to fuss about, and uh, you know, it, I, I like how God talks about His people being an army. Because when you join the army, you don't really get to fuss. If if, if you fuss, they will break the fuss thing off, <laughs> and and you'll you'll quickly learn not to fuss. So. Um, so I, I appreciate God doing that in our life, and He really does teach us to, to hear what He has to say. Um, but I can tell you from my own experiences that it is the easiest way to hear it. To hear that voice is is when you're you know, you're sitting alone in your comfy chair and you're reading the Bible, and you realize, hey, He's 
this is what the Word of God says, and I, I better do it. Or, or you're looking in, into that mirror and you see this thing. It's like, wow, okay, so God says don't do this, and, and I'm totally doing that. So I probably should do something with that. And, and that's what the fear of God does, but that's what the voice of God does to us. It really does um, inform our thinking that much. And so we we learn to, to hear it. Um, you know, and I love that illustration of, of John hearing that voice and, and it wasn't you know, the, the person standing there in front of him is not God, but it was the voice of God that, that he was hearing in that person. And I mean that's what happens every time we come to church and we recognize that. But uh, I think sometimes we forget that that also happens when we're having a private conversation with somebody. And I don't know how many times I've been talking to somebody and somebody just said something in passing and I realized God was talking to me. That it's like, that's, that's for you. You need to pay attention to that. So, Jesus, we thank you for your word to us. God, we thank you that, that you do indeed speak to us. God, that you identified yourself as a voice. You identified yourself as your word. God, that you gave us this word to learn that voice. And God, what we want is to uh, to learn it and to pay attention to it, Jesus. Uh, God, um, we pray that you would do these things in us, God, that you would uh, cause us to have that that fear of you, God, that comes from uh, our own experiences with you, God. We don't want to have it taught by the precept of men, um, God. That's that's not really a true fear, God. But we can learn so much from the, the examples of, of our brothers and sisters and the things that we see in their lives. And what I pray is that you would bring us into that place of, of having a true fear and reverence for you, God, that, that when, when you speak, that we would hear. God, we pray it and ask it in your righteous holy name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.